Oh, hi everybody. Welcome to Football in General. This is Rob Case. And Trevor Koppel. Trevor, welcome back, man. Had a little break ski. It's been yeah. a hard NFL offseason. We it's been slow. It's been a slow <laughs> news cycle, man. Have you ever seen a news cycle quite like this before in the NFL? It, uh, you know, it it's uh Gosh, it's it's just such a hard time after the draft that uh, it's hard to describe. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty slow. Uh, but we're going to, you know, find some meat on the bone, and we're going to boil that bone down <clears throat> into some stock, and we're going to make a nice, like, stew. Yeah. We're going to put potatoes in it. Boil, potatoes. Boil them in a stew. <laughs> <laughs> potatoes anyway <clears throat> speaking of the the nfl let's call it news well what is it news grinder the, the meat grinder of news for the nfl the uh well we last time we were on schedule right are we on air excuse me uh we were scheduled to be on it right? right the last time we were recording um there was the nfl schedule release right and okay. so what came of that was a bunch of hoopla and concern anxiety Right, and um, also some underground news, or well, let's just call it a potential conspiracy, Trevor. This is what this is, right? And I don't know if you heard about this, but the NFL schedule came out, um, and people noticed something weird about the New York Jets schedule. Did did you know? Do you know what's weird about this schedule? I I mean, I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. Right, right. Could be nothing, right? Well, it's a schedule. It looks like a schedule to me, Rob. Well, does it? Does it? Well, let me ask you this, right? Would a normal schedule, NFL schedule to you, have this going for it, right? In every game this season for the New York Jets, they had the the day off advantage. Do you see what I'm saying? Meaning that they either have equal to, yeah equal to or more days off in between the game prior to than the play than the team they're playing that week. Oh man. That uh Let me give you another one. Let me give you another one. 11 of their games are played in the state of New York. What? <laughs> 11 of their games are played in the state of New York. Out of 17 out of 17 games, 11 of them are playing the state. They only have to leave the state six times all season. That's it. Jeez. So not they have the rest advantage. They have the like home field advantage, so to speak, even though not really. It's in Buffalo. But, I mean, that's, you know, what, three, two hours north of New York City? Three hours north of where they play? Right? It's nothing. All right, you can just travel up 91. You're there. Um, but that's really about it. <laughs> that's all I got. But... That's enough to, to wonder, is the NFL pulling for the New York Jets this year? I mean, I it makes some sense to me, um, and I can't say I'm surprised when I think of the the Aaron Rodgers angle, because, man, this, this league has hyped that guy up for a decade plus now. Um, he's He's just... You know they they they're they're all in on having him be one of the biggest names possible, um, and and he is a great quarterback. 
But uh, you know, I think if I mean when you when you put it the way you did, uh, it kind of feels like like we're not gonna let what happened to Brett happen to you. Um, you know, you're gonna do well transplanting into the Jets. Uh, but man, I I still think that uh, even if you're a Jets fan or an Aaron Rodgers fan, uh, you know the the rest day advantage, the uh, not having to leave your home state more than six times advantage. It's gonna be it's gonna be a tough season for the Jets. That's a really tough division right now. I mean, a real tough division. And uh, and Aaron Rodgers, it's you know he's this weird situation, right? Because on one hand, he is the proven commodity. Nobody doubts his ability to play the game, understand it, make incredible you know plays, extend them, uh, and just dazzle. But at the other, on the other hand, he's the unproven at like adjusting to change well. You know what I mean? Like we haven't seen a full season of that, you know, proven commodity in a long time. And historically when there is a big change, he is slow to make it work. You know, it took a long time for them to be competitive last year. Um, I mean, they, 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 we were halfway into the season and then the Packers had become a joke. Um, so yeah, I, I think, uh, it's it's we'll keep an eye on it. It's going to be an interesting situation, um, but uh, I mean, what what are people saying about this uh, conspiracy? Well, <clears throat> let me add a little more fuel to the fire. I just realized fourteen of their games are played on the Eastern Time Zone. Fourteen of their games are played on the Eastern Time Zone. They don't leave the East Coast. They only leave it three times. That's pretty. They nice. go to Vegas, which is basically like. I mean, it's an away game, but it's in Vegas, right? And that's it's kind of like a neutral field type thing because the Raiders fans. I mean, come on, it's it's a new market. It's it's Las Vegas. You know, people. It's a travel game, right? So people do they travel in to go watch that right. game all over right. the country. So it, it's possible that could be an advantage of the Jets. Um, they go at Vegas, at Denver, and then at Dallas, and that's it. That's the only three games that are outside the Eastern Time Zone. Yeah. So. You're, I mean, I mean, it, you, it is. You tell me it shook out. It shook out like this uh, on it, accident. It is advantageous, but like that, you <laughs> know, on. part of that, part of that is the division that they're in. Do you know what I mean? They're not in a division that is spread out over more than one time zone the way a lot of them are. Um, but yeah, it's uh, sound. I mean, no, where did they just... rank? Where do they rank on strength of schedule? I mean, I guess you have to factor in who they're playing, but like. Man, you put it all this way, and it sounds like they've got a pretty cushy schedule. Um, <clears throat> straight schedule, I think they're ranked 10th, like 10th mm-hmm. hardest. But, I mean, look at the schedule, right? So you get the Bills twice, um, get the Cowboys, right? So technically three games against playoff teams so far. The, J- the Chiefs, four games against playoff teams. Eagles, five. Uh, Chargers, six. Um Dolphins, so that's eight games against playoff teams year prior, and that's it. Because they get the Browns in December. Uh, they get Washington. They get Atlanta uh, at New York. They get Houston at New York. They get the Giants 
A Jets Giants game. <laughs> well, you know, it's it, it, L.A. who doesn't play good on the road at all, especially coming from one coast to the other. At New York in November, when it's going to start snowing, get cold. I mean, they, they they couldn't have rolled the dice better for the Jets. I'm not saying it's a conspiracy, Trevor, but it's a conspiracy, Trevor. And if you're telling me it's not, then I, I don't know what to tell you. How how does the you have you ever seen a schedule like this match up? I, so they were saying this on Fox Sports, and I, look, I'm not a Fox Sports guy. It's, it's just on at the gym. And it's compelling TV to me because um, this was true, and I never thought of it when I saw the schedule. I thought it's weird. Well, I mean, well, I didn't really think anything of the the whole advantage and the eleven games in New York, right? And the leaving the time zone three times and. Um, all the, the other advantage I mentioned prior to, right? Uh, oh, the rest advantage. But they they were saying that's the only time in NFL history there's been th- that that's happened. There's been a significant rest advantage between games. And whatever nerd dug up that stat, um, I'm thankful for because it gave me more ammo to talk about Aaron Rodgers. And <laughs> if you're telling me... <laughs> If you're telling me he's not the gift that keeps on giving, then, it, you know, you're just, I, I don't know what you're smoking, but look, there's plenty of it down at some dispensary somewhere or back alley. I don't know. <laughs> but, the, you know, if you're telling me this isn't a conspiracy or this isn't some poll for the NFL, man, I mean, look, there was a, and we we all know it's not true, okay? But there was still a report that came out that said the NFL was scripted. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> something weird here. Would it surprise you for the NFL to do that, something like this? It wouldn't me. No, I, I, would, really, I would not really weird be surprised. Stuff. I would not be surprised if this was intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I, like, like I've already said, the NFL loves Aaron Rodgers, and uh, they know that it's better for the league if Aaron Rodgers succeeds than if he fails. Um, but I also think that giving them the rest advantage and home field advantage, all these things like that. I, I still, I still don't know if that'll be enough um, because they do, they, they do play a lot of really tough teams and uh, I guess we'll know a lot after week one. Uh, Cause I do think uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, if it becomes out and he looks great and the jets offense looks dominant and they move the ball with ease uh then i'll be worried um but if he comes out like last season and i think that's more likely the question becomes how long is it going to take him this year to become dangerous um sorry (laughs) russell wilson uh to use your your little word there um but uh but i think you know what i mean like no it's an appropriate pun i mean you know because uh this we might I mean, we don't know this, but I think we both joke that this could be um, a potential Denver Broncos situation. Absolutely. Like last it year? could be. I mean, it's is it not lining up for that a little bit? I mean, it, it, well, that, that's the thing. You it's, see the situation. It's hard to picture it. You, you can see it going both ways. It's really hard to see it anywhere in between. Um, it, it's either going to be like, look out, the Jets are in a window, or this is the Broncos from last season. Um, but uh, I, I could be wrong there, but right now I, I really think it's going to be one or the other. 
You know what the the constant is here, right? Between the two situations. Um, Nathaniel Hackett. There you go, Buddy Hackett. Yeah, right. Buddy Hackett. <laughs> Buddy Hackett. Yeah, dude. Does he come in with more bad juju and just that Denver Broncos stink? That Colfax, you know, just that that flat, <laughs> that Platte River, just oh, rip, no. you know, yeah, <laughs> straight out of the Rhino Art District, just just oh, hating his good, life, you know. Good it's, grief! T- t- changed his name to Mint or Leaf or something, you know. Just yeah, Buddy Hackett. I'm telling you, it's it's weird because I think the NFL was pulling for Denver last year too. I mean, they had what five or six primetime games. Denver did quite a few. New York does this think, year. I think they got flexed out of it, out of one of them by the end. No, oh, for good reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that offense brief. was inept. I, I mean, no, was... the uh, the thing with Nathaniel Hackett, the difference between his situation last year and this year is, I think he's back in. Uh, you know, he, he's with the quarterback he had so much success with, and he's in that. Is he? Is he? He's the quarterback's coach, right? Uh, offensive coordinator. So. He's offensive coordinator. Okay, all right. Yeah, it could be both. But still, but still, I yeah, I don't. Sure. I I think he's back in the right spot where he's not under the same pressure that the head coach is. Um, New York is really happy with uh, was it Robert Sala. Hmm. Uh, so, so that's much different. He's not a first time head coach in a new city with a new quarterback. Uh, he's back on the, uh, the understaff, even, even if it is a coordinator level, um, with a quarterback he knows what to do with. Um, so so I, I think this is going to be a better year for Hackett than it was last year, big time. No, I, I mean, it's lining up for it. But, I mean, come on, you know? We're talking about the juju no, no, that no, is no, New York the, Jets. It's That's, it's great that you bring up that parallel because if things don't go well, he's going to be a very obvious scapegoat, uh, no. or, or maybe not a scapegoat. Maybe he's the obvious problem. Um, but uh, but yeah, if if uh, the Jets and Aaron Rodgers struggle big early on, uh, Hackett's going to be under a microscope. That's that's for sure. Yeah, no question. Um, I mean, I'm just excited to see the fireworks take place. I mean, it's. I just hate to reiterate this, but come on. 11 games in New York? Come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. Come on. Anywho, let's move on to another team in the AFC East. Trevor, they did it again. You know who I'm talking about? What's this? The New England Patriots, man. They just can't, can't stop violating rules. Oh, they can't. No. They won't. They won't stop doing it. Um, the New England Patriots lost. And look, this isn't big news, but come on. You know, it's it's a slow NFL offseason. They lost two days of OTAs for violating offseason rules. Um, the rule they violated was not reported. However, it's well. I mean, it's assumed that there was too much physical contact in their practice, oh, which you're not allowed you. to do, and yeah. um, or direct contact or something like that. Not until June twelfth. So, um, which is a mandatory mini camp, and they their punishment is they got two of their practices taken away in a pivotal off season with new players, Juju Smith Schuster with a new offensive coordinator, 
Mac Jones trying to turn around his career at this point. Bill Belichick trying to salvage the end of his career. They need these practices, and they just can't get out of their way. You know? And here we are again, talking about the Patriots cheating. (laughs) Jaders. I mean, I don't know what to say. Look, I'm a New England Patriots fan, but how do you they they get in trouble again, again? I I don't. How does this happen? I don't. What is your take on this this story? It's baffling to me. I mean, if that is the rule, too much contact, like. First of all, it's it's just not uh, it's not anywhere close to the things people think about when they think about uh, Patriots breaking the rules. But uh, but it's also I feel like like yeah you, you're gonna get this uh, you know this punishment, but really like uh, I mean it's not that hard to spin this one positive. Like oh we just we couldn't help ourselves and. <laughs> you know, men playing the game got carried away. You know, it's 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 not like, uh, you know, videotaping another team's practice. You know, so I, I guess what I'm saying is it's not uh, deflating footballs. It, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, let's not go down that <laughs> not route. Turning in, <laughs> not turning in, not turning in cell phones with texts on them, yeah, lying you know. to a, a grand jury. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so so basically, it, it's it's not. It's, in my opinion, it's not that much different than being, like like. Do you call a team that commits a penalty and draws a flag cheaters? I, I mean, I, I like to in a comical way. You know, you're watching the game, the flag gets thrown, cheating on the offense. You know, hmm. but uh, but it's not cheating. It's it's trying hard and and making a mistake. Uh, so. That it's not hard to imagine it that way. Like, oh, they 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 didn't realize that they were making the wrong kind of contact until it was too late, and now they've got to, you know, they're going to miss two days of OTAs. They're cheaters. <laughs> they're no. cheaters. Um, <laughs> look, it's <laughs> right, right. It's it's called spade a spade here. No, it's it, but it's I, I think it's less about them being cheaters and more about the narrative is that they just can't can't stop doing things like this. And this no, isn't yeah. it. I mean, we know they've got, well, they got a third-round pick revoked a few years ago, uh, or last year, because of something similar to this, you know? Uh, oh, yeah. the, it was the Cincinnati Bengals thing. They had a guy who was, like, filming <laughs> their practice. Right. right. And then they caught him, and he was like, I don't know, I wasn't doing anything. I was just up in the press box. And he was filming the practice. Oh. It's like espionage, man. They just yeah. like it's so illegal, but yeah, no, here they are doing and it, it. You know, it it happening to the Patriots. It is a little bit like like a raider getting arrested. It's like really yeah. another one. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. Um, I just don't know what it says to the ethos of the team. Like you know, Belichick, man, come on, you've been in the league for what fifty years. You know, I mean, what's going on at the <laughs> right. end of your career? You just he's just losing. Right. He's he's losing like I'm not to like connect this to something deeper than what it is, but he's it it, it on this. It's, I think to anybody that wasn't really connected with the team, it'd be like this happens a lot, man. Is he losing? Is he losing the team? Haven't made the playoffs two last three years. Lost in 2019 first round. What's going on? You know, they were messed last year in special teams. 
they were just, you know, Matt Patricia, you know, all these stories came out afterwards about fights in the locker room and Mac Jones asking Nick Saban about whether or not he should actually be playing there. And dude, it's a, just a nightmare. <laughs> it's a nightmare. The team that has the most integrity in the league, apparently, supposedly. <laughs> Here we are, you know, post Brady. Well, let's talk about a guy that's, well, we don't know if he's lost integrity as much as he's been venting to the media. Um, Trevor Devontae Adams came out this past week uh, and said some kind of, well, I don't know how to put it, other than, well, contentious things about the, um, the, the Raiders' approach to the offense this year. So, quote, the, the front office thinks this is best for us right now. He's talking about Jimmy Garoppolo instead of Derek Carr. Right now, to put us in a position to be urgent, we don't see eye to eye on what we think is best for us right now. Ugh. I'm going to have to buy into this and try to be optimistic as possible, Adam said. It's not what I expected, but it's something that's the reality now. Uh, it all depends on the style of play. If you play a certain brand of ball, I can get Jimmy to conform to whatever. But if we use him a certain type of way, then it's going to make it tough for us to maximize who we should be this year. Adams continued to say... Um, that's why I didn't come here to just be cute with Derek. It's really to try and have a shot and change this organization. Somebody's not happy in Vegas. Yeah. Best player on the team. I mean, like I, I mean, in the context of the day, because this is just, it's just so more common now that when players do have a problem, they air their grievances publicly. So like putting that aside, uh, I kind of, I kind of understand where he's probably coming from, uh, because when it, I mean, if, if you think Devontae Adams is, yeah, I mean, he's one year removed from being right in the best wide receiver in the league conversation, right? When he was with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, he was arguably, depending on who you are, he was arguably the best wide receiver in the league skip ahead a season and now he's on the, this new team making the move from Derek Carr to Jimmy Garoppolo. That's, that's just a big downgrade in, in what we expect to see from Devonte Adams. I, I still think his level of play is going to be top tier, but his production just won't be, it can't be, it couldn't be. There's no way that he's going to have a more productive season personally than he did last year with this new with this other quarterback um and that, that's got to be frustrating uh because I, I i don't doubt what he went to las vegas to do but his uh, his ability to contribute to that goal as part of a team took a big hit when they switched from Derek carr to jimmy garoppolo in my opinion so you know, trying to read between the lines of what he said, uh, it make it makes it makes sense to me. Yeah. Do you think it's appropriate for him to vent that <clears throat> to the media? Or no, I don't. Just... But like, I was I was putting okay. that aside because they all do that now. That that's well, just right. I mean, not all of them, but it it's become so commonplace that I I hesitate to even you know go down that road of, of debating that because it's just it's just the way it is now. A lot of players, uh, they're going to go straight to the media 
when they have a message. Um, and if they don't, it's going to, it's going to show up on their social media anyways. So like, we're going to know, uh, you know, who, you know, is frustrated with their situation. And he's, he's very obviously frustrated with, with the direction that at least the passing game has taken this off season. So. I mean, you know, you just wonder what it, what he's trying to say to the Raiders by saying things like that. Is it to change something? Is it to just vent? Is it just to just send a message to the team and say, we, you know, we got to play harder and we came here to do this. Like, and we, we've had some turmoil, like we need to do better, you know? And if he's going to be here, it's going to be hard um, because we're putting a new quarterback in. I think that's hard for any team, but, like, let's try it, you know? I don't know what he's well, trying to say here. And so that's the real thing is, like, you know, you've got this amazing athlete at wide receiver. Uh, you bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, how many pages out of Kyle Shanahan's book are you going to take to maximize what you've got? Because – you know, it's not impossible to see Devontae Adams in more of a Debo Samuel type of role, um, in which case he could be that, you know, he could still be that giant contributor in the offense. Um, but it's just, it's real difficult to see him be that big contributing offensive player the way he was doing it in Green Bay, the way he was trying to do it last year, just being dominant in the passing game. Because uh, it's it you know being this you know top tier wide receiver that's only one piece of the equation to being really dominant in the passing game you got to have a quarterback that can you know throw you open and and get the ball in tight windows so you can make those those highlight real plays and you know find the end zone a couple of times a week uh, like like we used to see him do so. So I, I get his frustration. I, personally, I still don't like it when they go straight to the media. Um, I've seen worse examples of it. You know, what I mean, it's not like it's not like he said anything that he couldn't ultimately walk back. But uh, but he had he's made it clear that he's frustrated with the offense. So <clears throat> let me ask you this: Is is this a way for him to get out of Vegas? Well, that's that's what I mean when I say I've seen it worse. Yeah. If this if this is going to be him trying to get on another team, uh, this is going to have to be just the beginning of this kind of behavior. You know what I mean? I, I don't think there's anything in what you read that is really going to, you know, I, and that's that's why it's interesting. I think is because it felt very measured uh, what you read. Um, so. Maybe he hasn't come to that conclusion quite yet himself, but uh, but no, it, it 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 at this point it doesn't sound to me like you can say he's trying to get traded or he's trying to get on another team. Who knows? I mean, look, the let's be honest here. If there is something about this, right? Um, if Adams would be traded, uh, let's see. Prior to June 1st, right? After June 1st, it's a $7.85 million cap charge this year, 23.6 in 2024. Uh, no, that's... Oh, but if he was traded after June 1st next year, the cap charge would be 7.85 and kicking 15.7 to 2025. 
right? They're going to be on the hook for 2025. But so there's a salary thing here. There always is, right? Like, there's a consequence for trading guys like this. Um, but the Raiders already paid a bonus for him. That's the irony. They already paid like 20, 23.6 this year already for him. Um, but it's, I think it's interesting to point that out because it's, well, if they trade them, they're going to save some money, <laughs> right? Right. And whoever gets them is, I mean, they, they aren't going to, they really aren't going to pay you a lot for them this year because Vegas has already assumed that charge. So he, they would only pay $6 million for him. He's already received his $20 million cap bonus and a few other incentives. You know, if I'm New Orleans, you already got Derek Carr. Man, you, I'm on line one, right? I'm calling the receptionist every five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, is, uh, is Dave Ziegler available? <laughs> right? Whoa. Hey, is Josh there? Yeah. What if uh, What if you're the Jets? Huh? Ooh, going back to oh, our Jets combo, oh. right? Because I mean, right? let, let's let's remember now. You know, yeah, he he was very excited, and by he I mean Devonte Adams. Uh, he was very excited to be reunited with his college quarterback. <clears throat> he didn't burn bridges with Aaron Rodgers, and their chemistry is undeniable as well. Um, so, like that could make <laughs> that could that could definitely bridge a gap between Aaron Rodgers and the rest of his offense. Uh, definitely provide like a baseline uh, level of, of, you know, the offense already clicks in this, in this one connection, um, which is a, just a dangerous one all over the field. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah it is interesting. Um, couldn't help but wonder you know that this is the way players. Start. You said this would take. There would take more to get them traded. I mean, I I do agree, but this is a way. This is usually how it starts, right? I'll complain to the media. I'm upset. I'm unhappy. Um, we don't know what's going on in the locker room, right? Um, we don't know what's going on in his house and his head uh, with his agent. We don't know what's going on with the GM. What he's saying to the head coach. So th- this could. It, I mean, this could have been happening all off season, and then he's finally saying something like, "I mean, Devontae, we talked to you about this, you know." You agreed that Jimmy would be a good quarterback. We told you you weren't going to re-sign Derek Carr. Um, but in addition to that, the way last year ended, Derek Carr not starting the last game, and uh, Josh McDaniel's boy, right? This is his boy. Um, I can't remember his name there. <laughs> uh, he brought him from New England. He's an, he was an Auburn quarterback. Uh, Stidham, Jared Stidham, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, we all know Josh McDaniels is kind of like a head case. He's got a big ego. You know, it's, it's the way it is. And so you can't help but wonder how much that upset Devontae Adams. And he's been sitting, stewing on it all offseason. They pick up Jimmy Garoppolo. Geez, you couldn't get me something better than, I don't know, 15th, 20th best quarterback in the league. He's like, you know, and gets right. hurt all the time. He's a winner. He's a winner. But that's the God's truth, you know. And we talked about being a sidestep from Derek Carr. But to him, maybe not. If you had chemistry, um, you play with Aaron Rodgers your whole career, and then you play with Jamie Garoppolo, <laughs> right? I would be pretty upset, you know. Is it? Yeah, dude, get me out of here. I'm good, right? When you're in Vegas, we're probably going to be eight nineteen this year, nine and eight for lucky, you know. In this really hard AFC West, tough AFC conference, just loaded with quarterback talent, Garoppolo is going to get us in the wild card round if we're lucky. 
Why why not? Darren Waller got traded. He was the like, heart and soul of that team. They just traded him. Yeah. You know? So I, I think he has a lot to be upset by. Do I like that he's venting to the media? No, but that's that's this generation of players. You know? Big time. That's what they do. Yeah. So um it will it take more than get traded? You know, you say it does, man. I I'll be honest with you, I I just because we don't know what else is going on, it wouldn't surprise me if he does, and I don't think there needs to be more. I think that's it. <laughs> no, it, it, well, you know? I see what you're saying, uh, mostly yeah. because of uh, the other pieces involved. If if the Raiders don't want to trade him, he is going to have to get much more vocal to force them to do something they don't want to do. Um, but you're right. They, they might already be leaning that way. Who knows? Keep an eye on it moving forward. We'll keep it well, on. Uh, Trevor, let me ask you something that offended me this week, sir. Do you know what offends me? What's that? Well, more than the NFL Sunday ticket being moved to YouTube TV, which we didn't talk about, but that's some BS. Only because you can no longer just get NFL Sunday ticket. They jacked the price up $400 a season. I don't know if you knew that. But it's Whoa. basically what it costs for, yeah, it's crazy. Um, it's basically what it costs for uh, YouTube TV for like a year. <laughs> it's just nuts. They're, they're, NFL is horrible, horribly. Anyway, anyway, um, what really grinds my gears? I don't know if you heard about this rule change this week, the new kickoff rule, and tell me how this makes sense. Tell me how this makes sense. Okay, the new kickoff rule: players are now able to fair catch on kickoffs with the resulting possession beginning at the team's own 25-yard line, equivalent to a touchback. So let's say you they kick the ball, you receive it at the three, and you call a fair catch. It goes up to 25. Right, um, you get it at the twenty, goes up to twenty-five. So, you know, I don't know the percentage off the top of my head of um, kicks that go through the end zone, or they just go at the goal line or in the end zone, and they fair catch anyway. But at this point, and we and we know it's a lot because they moved the the kickoff up ten yards. What like uh, a couple years ago, right? And you yeah, rarely see kick been, returns and touchdowns. Been than that, but yeah. Um, Nonetheless, yeah, it, what is this? What is this? Well, and I, honestly, the <laughs> it, you know, if if I'm a precision kicker, like th- th- those are the people that should be most upset are these NFL kickers because it takes talent to get it down, you know, past the 25, but in front of the end zone to try and you know force your opponent deep in their own red zone, like. Like, that's a crucial part of the game. Uh, you know, calling a fair catch, at, you know, as good as a, being a touchback, that, that's robbing that kicker of, of value to his team. Uh, not to mention the opportunities for these guys on special teams to show that they deserve a bigger role in, in, in their other positions. You know what I mean? Like, the, the special teams... I think it's getting overlooked these days. It's a huge part of uh, of developing uh, talent and and just you know game management. So no, I don't I don't like that new rule. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So let me you know and and this was what really grinds my gears. The the rule sucks, right? But here's yeah. what, here's the one thing that really kills me. So what was what is one of your favorite parts about the NFL? Like, let's say opening opening game, first game of the year, Thursday night, this year it's at Kansas City and Detroit, right? You know, my, yeah. what is your favorite, most favorite part about that game? 
Kansas or the, City or the Detroit. Super- I mean, <laughs> what? It. Uh, I mean, there's so many things I like about it, but you you want me to say the kickoff, right? Hey, the kickoff. I mean, the flash the bulbs. Right. I mean, the ball goes to the air. It's it signifies the beginning of the year. Okay, so why do I care? It, the 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 word kickoff even bleeds into other parts of our culture. It signifies the beginning. The you know, let's get yeah. it started. Um, right. I, I I gotta go. I can't miss kickoff. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a real important part of the game. You know, everybody shut up. It's starting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, dude, right? And so if they, they, they're they trending towards getting rid of it, and at this point they might as well, because you know what they're just going to do? They're just going to, A, it's going to ruin the experience for the for an NFL fan like us, like diehard NFL fans, people in the stadium, because that's that's that means the game is starting. How am I going to get up if there's not a oh, kickoff? Yeah. And I've seen the ball go through the air. It's part of the NFL. And that's what they're going to do. They're going to just, and I, no, I'm yeah. not trying to play slippery slope, but or worst case scenario, but that's what they're going to do. They're going to get rid of this, yeah. and it's because they're going to load you up with four minutes of commercials so you can hear the whopper, the whopper whopper song. Jesus, <laughs> no, 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 you <laughs> can't take that be. away, especially, you know? especially fans that are there. It's like, no, 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 we want you to fire the cannons, blow the Matterhorn, hell know? yeah. Uh, bang the drum, whatever you're doing, uh, because you know what was it in Seattle? They got that big siren that you crank or whatever. But every yeah. team has their thing that they Start do to kick off, yeah. and uh, you know, yeah, you, you can't get rid of that. Yeah, man, and that, that'd no, be tragic. Gonna, that would be tragic. How else am I going to watch a Patriots game without the muskets going off? I mean, come that's on. what I'm talking He's, about: black powder know, muskets. Yeah, baby. Uh, these muskets like won the revolution for us, man. We we'd be under British rule drinking tea with weird accents right now if it wasn't for these muskets. And you're telling me you're gonna take my kickoff away from me so I don't get a musket fire only when the Patriots score a touchdown, which was rare last year. I I'll kill you. I swear. Um, that's but that's what that's what they're doing, man. They might as well just get rid of it because at this point, you know, they're just gonna broadcast more commercials. They're just going to do that to make more money. And at the end of the day, you hit the nail on the head, which was the most important part. It has nothing to do with the kickoff. Like, these special teams help develop players. They, 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 um, they open up jobs. <clears throat> Excuse me. They have intrigue, right? I mean, what one of my favorite memories, uh, memories, I should say, like, well, the, one of the coolest things about when, playing football growing up and watching football was you always had this speed, like a special teams demon, that guy on the outside that would just be like an absolute monster, Steve Tasker, right? He was like a famous one. Um, and like, it, it's, he, would, he was just part of the game. Like he was just a gritty guy. He was like the goon, you know? Oh, yeah. And, I, and it, that's, I don't know, maybe I'm just hanging on to nostalgia, but that's a big part of the game. Less revenue for the players, less things for the NFL, PA, less importance for the NFL, the more power the NFL has. Um, I, well, just, I mean, just, you know, you're, you're, you're taking away the, the likelihood for these really, you know, memorable, momentous drives. You know, oh, you know, Kansas City 
you know, just went down by three points with only 45 seconds left on the clock. Let's see where the, you know, where they are after the kickoff. Oh, they've been pinned back on their own two-yard line. Like, you know, the other team's feeling pretty good, but, like, now here comes Patrick Mahomes with a chance to go 98 yards in 45 seconds, and like, maybe he'll do it, but not if a fair catch gets you all the way to the 25. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. It just – I feel like you're taking greatness out of the game. It's a shame. Um, it's a shame not to mention the kicker's jobs and yeah, yeah. anybody else that's part of the special teams. It, I think it, it just affects everybody. Mike Florio on Fox Sports uh, – no, not Fox Sports. Pro Football Talk actually made a pretty decent point about this. I didn't even think about it until I was reading the article. Um, you know – Enhance safety risks. I mean, enhances the player safety, right? For sure. Um, but here's the thing, right? And this is kind of what I was saying was, um, you know, cost jobs special teamers, less revenue for the NFLPA, less <laughs> less money for the NFLPA attorneys. In the name of player <laughs> safety, in the name of player safety. So like, it's a trickle down effect. But who are, who does it really affect? You know, outside the players, it affects the the red tape, the oligarchy, the authority figures, the people like that. They get less money all of a sudden. I, you know, it decreases the overhead if there's no special teams players on the NFL. They can pay quarterbacks more, running backs, other positions. Um, but you made you made a great point. You, it's it's less opportunity for people to make a roster and show what they can they can do. You know. Oh um, yeah, I, I mean, it, I don't think it was a kickoff. I think this was a punt. But, like, that's where, like, Adam Thielen was an undrafted free agent. I didn't know who he was. He played for my team. I didn't know who he was until he had this amazing, you know, uh, muffed punt recovery for a touchdown. Um, And and then that's how you get the coach's eye. Like, look at this guy's hands. Look at his speed. Look at his instinct for avoiding the tackle. And uh, before you know it, you're getting more reps on offense and uh, going to Pro Bowls a few years later. Like, it just, it, you, you won't have stories like that without without special teams play. Yeah. yeah, it's a shame. It's a damn shame. So, you ready to move on to the next topic before I start crying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This is the last one. I swear, actually, might Chase Young. We saved the best for last. Trevor, a um, hot topic you brought up, and it's not something I really even thought about. I just kind of saw the news and thought, well, you know, this is a guy that got hurt, and this is what happens with fifth-year options is when you get hurt, you're not going to get him. It's <laughs> as simple as that. But we um, – something special about Chase Young. You know? Yeah, that's, um, that's what I mean. There's So, yeah, I did bring this up before we jumped on today. Um, you know, reading the article about it, you know, Ron Rivera is very much like, oh, I think – Chase Young understands, and he's going to play hard, and he'll get a new contract next year. Um, and, and that all makes perfectly good sense. It's very logical. It's it's happened before with other players. It's even happened before on that team. Um, but, uh, man, I, re- I, I remember Chase Young before the injury, and, and my eyes are open to uh to what the most valuable positions in this league are and honestly edge rusher might be number two after quarterback right now it's certainly high on the list of most valuable positions 
And and I know we see a lot of good guys come out of the draft every year, but like you know, once you get you know over the the draft hype, like only only a few of these guys ever really stand out and stick around. Um, you know, the Bosa brothers. I think Aiden Hutchinson's got a long career ahead of him, but like right now the commanders the commanders they they have someone like that in chase young and yeah if he has a great year this year and i expect him to they could offer him a huge contract and he could leave you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like yeah, it's, a, it's a it's a risk it's like man I, I i feel like they're risking too much like the fifth year option 17 and a half million um you know, he's coming back after missing almost two seasons to this injury. Um, basically, two seasons lost to this injury. And it's like, man, it's just, I mean, what, what's to stop him from go getting, you know, similar money on a team that is, you know, an edge rusher away from a Super Bowl ring? You know, I, I mean, I, I mean, sure. Yeah, how how dangerous would he be in Detroit next year, playing mm. opposite Aiden Hutchinson? Do you know what I mean? And, and I, yeah. I hate saying that because I'm a Vikings fan. Everybody knows, but but you see my point. Like like yeah, if he plays really great, you guys can feel good about offering him a contract that's that he's deserving of. But he doesn't have to take it. Right now, you have a chance to make him feel like. I mean, it, it just, I i feel like they're being a little cavalier rolling the dice on this with him. And, uh, you know, maybe it's going to work out just fine the way Ron Rivera wants it to, the way Aiden, or sorry, the way uh, Chase Young supposedly wants it to. But it uh, th- this could be the moment that they point back to as to, like, how he ended up dominating the the edge rush for some other team it's true yeah i mean what what's your feelings about the injury though there's towards acl uh i don't know if he ruptured it maybe maybe he did the patella tendon i'm not saying you're a medical expert Trevor. uh you know give me some yeah give me some orthopedist breakdown but uh (laughs) um i'm just curious i mean knowing what we know about those injuries and how, I mean, the patella especially, I mean, I think we see a lot of guys come back from ACLs, you know, not that it's a common injury, but um, I think they've just figured out how to rehab that really well, and they got good doctors, but the patella is a whole other story, you know. Right. Um, so, how do you I mean, think, that's, yeah. I, I, I'm not a sports medicine expert, but there are sports medicine experts, and the best of them, some of the best of them, are on these teams, and I think that, these days, like, it, it, so, I, I mean, there's always a chance that you just don't know until you see him out there. But, like, going through workouts, having x-rays, MRIs, what have you, uh, I think you know whether or not he's somebody that, because, I mean, everything else is not in question. His understanding of the game, his drive to be good at it, his natural athletic ability, it's all there. So, you know, did he rehab the knee well enough to get back to where he was or didn't he? And, uh, I, I mean, my gut tells me we're going to see big things from him. 
Yeah, I mean, um, golly, you look at that defensive line, I mean, in, in Washington with Montez Sweat and uh, Deron Payne. And, I mean, you know, the linebacker core is pretty decent, too. Jamin Davis and there's a few other guys that have – they draft, didn't they draft a linebacker last year? I can't remember. But nonetheless, um, you know, they got talent. Uh, Cole Holcomb, I think. There's a few, another guy that got a second contract there. So it's a good defense. I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't surprise me if he came back. And I don't think any of us are saying, you know, he's going to have 17 and a half sacks easy. He's not Nick Bosa. He certainly looked like Nick Bosa, though, coming out of Ohio State. I think we all thought he was going to be a generational player. Um, wouldn't surprise me if he had 12 sacks, you know, like a, re- a respectable number, because on that defensive line, he might get double teamed. Um, but if he gets single teams because you got Montez Sweat and Deron Payne, I mean, you know, that's that's he's gonna be eating a lot this year. Well, that's what I mean. Like, he's ready to go. even with uh, Montez Sweat and Payne, like when Young is at the height of his game, like I think yeah. he's the best player on that defense. Yeah, I yeah, do. Just, I think he's he, I think freak. he's. I think he's the best player on that defense, and uh, and he could go be the best player on some other defense. Uh, I just, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I, I, I mean, I'm I'm not an expert on. I mean, and I'm not trying to throw uh, Ron Rivera under the bus. I think people do that often enough, and I've always thought he was actually a pretty good coach. Um, so, like, for all I know, this is just kind of part of of how he carries the culture there. Um, but it, it just feels like an unnecessary gamble with, uh, with the future of what probably is the best player on that side of the ball. Um, so, yeah, I was a little surprised that they couldn't just – it's not like $17.5 million is an, is an absurd amount of money for who I think he is. Um, mm-hmm. so, so I, I don't see the downside, I guess is what I'm saying. I don't see the downside to, to picking up his fifth year option. I do see a very possible downside to not picking up his fifth year option. Well, and it's like, you know, the logic is like, well, we didn't pick it up because we're motivating him. Okay. So like, do you think he's not oh, motivated? Man. Yeah. That's what, <laughs> like, it's like, come right? on guys. Like, yeah. Like, NFL we're talking uh, about like these there's He's nothing but motivation in these locker rooms. Right. That's the only way they got there. <laughs> yeah, he's 24 years old. He's, you know, an alpha pro athlete. He's um, a pass rusher. He's, he's you know, he, I mean, he's in the prime of his career, hypothetically. I mean, he wants to win a Super Bowl, defensive player of the year, whatever else he has goals for. I, I guess you would have to think that a guy like that's motivated. I don't see how I, – I mean, I see how money I mean, motivates he, anybody, but – Try to think of these guys like like I can only think of one NFL star that you could, or you know, presumes to be a star that you could say lacked motivation. The only name that comes to mind is Jamarcus Russell. Um, Yeah, and it's like yeah, outside of that one exception, like motivation's not the issue with these guys at this level. No, no, no. I think I think for somebody like him. Uh, and I think you can say this about a lot of players. When you get when you come back from an injury like that, I think that's enough motivation to say, like, look, I'm better than this. I've lost years to this injury. I, I want to come back and play better. I want to win. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think oh, they yeah. all want to win a Super Bowl. That's the motivation they want. Do they want to get paid? Of course. 
first they want to get paid. They know their window's not huge, and after they hit a certain age, that's. I mean, what? I mean, it, I guess they're all. They all went to college. I'm sure they can transition to something either with their fame or oh, their yeah. education oh, yeah. or money. And, but and that, yeah, it's not. Sorry, that, on, not the, it's not the point. But go ahead. on that on yeah. that topic, there is something I wanted to mention. Um, very proud. Uh, oh my gosh, why am I going to blank on this guy's name now? Um, the quarterback <laughs> in Philadelphia. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Jalen Hurts, thank you, Jason. It's been a long week, folks. Yeah, um, that's okay. <laughs> Jalen Hurts uh, graduated with his master's degree in, uh, gosh, it's, uh, I think it's what you do, Rob, the uh, social work. Social work. Yeah, yeah mas- sure. master's degree in social work from the University of Oklahoma. Okay, uh, in your face, Bama. Uh, he's a Sooner. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought that was really it, it it really is always fun when you see these guys from the nfl uh finally graduate um it's always a great thing for them to have uh because football football ends and there's a lot of life left uh you know you, nobody not, not everybody gets to do it till they're 45 um so it's uh, it's always fun when you see that, but getting to see Jalen Hurts uh, finish his master's program in social work from University of Oklahoma, it's very, uh, very fun to see. We're very proud. Yeah, right. What a what a cool experience for somebody like him. Um, you know, I don't know if you know about much of his story, but his mom was a school teacher or something like that. Yeah. Right. Um, pretty humble beginnings, background, and to kind of come full circle and do it for his mom. You, you can't hate that. I mean, come on. You, you just, oh, it's great. You, you got to love it, right? I mean, what just kind of future could... I mean, with a master's degree in social work, um, there's just so many avenues that a sports celebrity of his caliber could take uh, once he's ready to step away from the game, uh, which I don't want to talk about yet. I want a lot, oh, a lot more years out of him. Um, but, uh, you know, even, even on into the NFLPA himself... Um, with that sort of pedigree, it's uh, it's very easy to see. So, yeah, yeah, no question. I mean, you can run an organization, you could run his own nonprofit, you could do therapy, you could, you know, develop a program somewhere. Like, he could be part of some NFL initiative, you know, he like could, United he could Play. Help, or yeah, he could help a lot of people. That's for sure. Absolutely, man. That's you gotta love it. And I'm look, I'm a social worker. I'm partial, right? <laughs> but. I mean, oh, yeah. taking that out of it, it's it's uh, it's a wonderful career. So as long as you take care of yourself and uh, you enjoy helping other people, so I assume that's what he likes to do. Good to have him in the ranks. Good to have him in the ranks. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, colleague of mine. No. Yeah, uh, you guys are like the same guy, basically. You guys, <laughs> right? Well, you know, pretty young. Both of us are pretty young. Not not fat or, or white. So uh, <laughs> or. Hosting podcasts, we're fantasizing about playing football again, <laughs> you know, <laughs> living vicariously through a podcast, football dreams. But uh, no, it's, hey man, good for him. So you can't hate it, you know. Uh, anywho, that's uh, Trevor, That we're, we're getting out of time here, my friend. We're almost down to the hour mark. Anything else on the plate that uh, we failed to mention today? Uh, no, nothing that's coming to mind. I'm sure there's something, but uh, it's that slow time of year where if we remember, we'll just 
popping on the next one. I hope everybody has uh, some fun plans for the long weekend. Well, sir, uh, I tell you what, I know how one way you can enhance your weekend. Trevor, are you aware <laughs> how that could happen? Uh, you could bring this podcast to a family hmm. function. Boom. Couldn't have given out Nailed that advice it. before. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. That's, uh, well, that's original advice. I've heard one. Um, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, Trevor hit the nail on the head. And uh, there's, well, there's not more nails to hit. Fortunately, so. Um, but with that said, you're going to be at a family function this weekend. You'll well, hopefully. I mean, I guess you could stay at home and watch History Channel. I'm not really sure what airs on Memorial Day, or like, <laughs> what, what, like, like what is what's the what's the benefit of being at home on Memorial Day? But I mean, I'm sure there's some. So you know, Diablo Four comes out in two weeks. Maybe people are getting ready for that. I, I don't really know, but uh, none, nonetheless, good Pornhub video. I, I have no idea, but nonetheless. Um, hey, you know, Memorial Day weekend, going hot dogs, burgers. Look, we've all heard enough Jimi Hendrix, Van Halen, uh, Led Zeppelin. Uh, God forbid we listen to another Pink Floyd album, right, over the, the long Memorial Day weekend hanging out outside. There's really two voices I would want to hear, and that, look, I'm not partial to either of them, but uh, one of them's me, and the other one's Trevor. And as far as I know, um, they've, there's been a lot of research that's been proven that, uh, look, uh, monotone voices... Ha- have a calming effect on the nervous system. So, if I was, if I were you, I would just play this and enjoy it. And laughter is the key to happiness. So, as long as you're laughing and listening to this, which it's funny, um, you will live longer. So, it's really a, just a win-win-win-win-win. You know, I mean, it's a sweep as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do I know? Do it for yourselves. So, <laughs> right, right, for the love of God. Yeah, for your health, right? That's what Dr. Steve Rule would say. So, um, But anyway, um, until next week, potentially, maybe the week after. We're not really sure. We kind of play it by ear here, folks. We don't mean to have gaps in recording. But, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, how much want more Aaron Rodgers news could you possibly want? <laughs> if you're right. me, a lot. But if you're not me, then probably not much. So, <laughs> so um, but until next time, then... Hopefully next week, we'll talk to you then. Until then, we're out.